Good morning. Good evening. Good night. And welcome back to the, to Get, the Get Up, Up podcast. podcast. Yes, sir. I'm chilling, bro. You know I say yes, sir, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did that the last episode. <laughs> All right, so um, last week was tough. So I was sick. I was busy. Could not do the podcast last week. So I'm sorry. It's like a little Sabbath, you know? I it's mean, little, yeah. I mean, a little I rest know. week. It was a rest week for him. I was sick. I still have a cough, but I was really sick. Pray for him. The devil's a liar. Sure is. <coughs> see, but you see? one thing that's just gonna be coming out. It's gonna be coming out, but you know, you gotta pray for your brothers when they're sick, and he needs that prayer. Amen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious though. Pray for him. No, for real. Pray for him too. He needs Jesus. Hey. We all need Jesus. I need more. You know what? He's absolutely right. I need more Jesus. Bro. All right. So today, right? Today, um, we have rehearsal. And we're not sponsored by McDonald's, by the way. But all right. That's sweet tea, though. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, my God. Nah, he's gonna sit I'm here. a soda guy, bro. Yeah, but, uh, nah, 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 nah. Like, he nah, was nah, not. Nah, nah, nah. I know, actually, I've never. I never taste. I, yeah, but Applebee's is Applebee's, bro. Applebee's. This nigga did a whole sponsorship. <laughs> Applebee's is from God, bro. Are you gonna just sit here and not? Come on. I mean, everything's from God, and all no, 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 no. Don't put do that. in place by God. Don't do that. So whoever was in charge of making sure that Applebee's came together, guess, is from God. All right, bro. But I'll say that that sweet tea. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but anyway Let's get back to the serious stuff You know Because we came here to talk about the kingdom You know what I'm saying Yeah Alright listen Listen Today bro We had rehearsal And then after rehearsal We had discipleship So um, All like the Net pastors in church For those who don't know what net pastors are Are basically just um, You know Young adult pastor women's pastor um men's pastor you know they're just net pastors that are sub pastors underneath the that are lead under the lead pastor. pastor just in case some of y'all don't know what that is um so in this case i'm the worship pastor and young adult pastor so all the net pastors have to had to uh, we have a meeting well we had a meeting today uh, a discipleship meeting with our senior pastor and she was going crazy bro and that, that phrase that we said earlier is like, we all need Jesus. Facts. Bro, it was all basic, like, you know, like, discipleship one-on-one. Mm. But it's when you go back to the basics that you really realize, like, dang, like, I got to fix this part. And you start to, because I think that we, 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 we need to be reminded that discipleship is so important because right. it, it it is the main thing. Mm. Like we're supposed to make disciples, but we're also supposed to be disciples. So, um, having those meetings and those moments where we go back to like um, talking about the basics yeah. of discipleship reminds you that yes, even though salvation is individual, this discipleship is not. Hmm. Salvation is individual, but you still need community. 
talk about it. So that makes me want to ask, like, this is such a basic question, but I don't know. I, before I like I started going to church, like I didn't really know what what that meant. Like, yeah, what is what is discipleship? <coughs> That's the question you asked me that? Yeah, like what is discipleship? Alright, so I wrote it down. I'm gonna write the, I'm gonna say the definition that she gave us. Um because she gave us a bunch of different bunch of different things, right? So So what is discipleship? So discipleship is the essential part of the Great Commission. Mm. So the Great Commission, um Yeah, what's the Great Commission? The Great Commission is the is you find it in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 to 20 where Jesus is saying go to all nations and make disciples and baptize them in the mm-hmm. name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? That is our calling. Right. So there's people that say oh I don't know my calling. Well I think everybody has individual callings like you know some are going to be a pastor some are going to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. a kingdom entrepreneur um, a kingdom financer some are going to be teachers some are just going to be like the Lord is going to strategically put you in your calling like right. a purpose but we all have a general calling yeah. as the body of Christ which is to go to all nations and make disciples mm. so we get that confused a lot with the evangelism part right because even though evangelism think about it alright so in 1st Corinthians right we go to 1st Corinthians um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in real time because it's just so good. First Corinthians two fourteen, right? It says, "But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him; nor he can know them, because they are spiritually discerned." The reason why I say that is because we think that we're supposed to disciple non-believers. Mm. And in reality, you evangelize to a non-believer. Right. So now, you need both of them. I... You need to evangelize to the non-believer and then disciple him. Right. And baptize him. Right. But the problem is, is that we're so focused on like the Billy Graham thing, which is just talking about the love of God and right. and I love... I love the Billy Graham movement and you know we need people like that but the problem is when you only stick to evangelism and yeah mass people give their heart to Christ that's literally just the beginning yeah so we're missing like the whole other part I think it's important that we talked about this because it's like a lie that I used to tell myself is that I'm not meant to be a leader. Mm. But, you know, I think a lot of people, especially if you're introverted or you feel like you don't carry the qualities that you typically would see in a leader, it's hard for you to even imagine, hey, I can disciple somebody. I could teach somebody. I could grow somebody. But in this, just by knowing the Great Commission, you know that God is literally telling you that every single one of you is meant to be a leader. But the reason, all right, so this is the this is the biggest thing too. Um, to be a good leader, you need to know how to be led. Mm. And that goes with everyone. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously in a church, there's 
there's um because we have this thing too that kind of like hurts me a lot it's because we make a big emphasis like oh on the worship leader and oh like the young adult pastor and the pastor of the women's group and um and then every, and it's, it's kind of like the leader and then everyone else right in reality that's not how it should be no it's supposed to be the leader is a disciple right of someone else who's the disciple so now when there's a chain of reaction so then now the pastor has to be a disciple of someone too right and then that person is a disciple and that person is a disciple and then even if you go all the way to the top they have to be discipled by Jesus himself anyway and so like it goes down so the leader is making disciples but then now they have to branch out and make disciples and now they become a leader and it's just but the thing is that we think that it has to be one person discipling 50, 60, 70, 80 people but and not, that's it. It's not possible. It's not possible. And is it... All right. Here's, all right. A, here's a question. I want to ask a question. Okay, okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Here okay. We go. Is it real discipleship if I'm not teaching you how to disciple? I would say no. Because if I'm looking at the example that you're setting, if I can't duplicate that, what did you teach me? Like... Honestly, I could say I didn't learn anything yeah. because if I'm no different than when you started to lead me, then what's the point? I might as well be doing it on my own. Now, I'll say people get so caught up in the title, but it's again, you know, society and the way the world that we live in, the title gives rank. And actually, in most positions, like in a corporate setting, if I have a, a, a position, Actually, the more skills that I get in the higher up in position, the type of work I do changes. Like, you know, at the very beginning, at the base level, I am required to do the most serving possible. My, I actually tend to every person that walks into the business, and I'm tending to my manager based off of what they need me to complete. Um, as I move up in management, my labor changes. Yeah. So now it's, um, I'm still serving, but it's in a smaller select group of people because now the management is catering to their management. But in the kingdom, the person in the highest position actually has to serve the most people. Yeah. Because the highest position kingdom, within yeah. a ministry <coughs> is the, they're actually at the bottom. Mm. Because what I'm pouring out is really what's going to feed, you know? Well, the reason, the reason why it's like that is because you got to think about it like this. The Lord is not bit all right. The the world is the world is focused on having you on top mm -hmm. and you being the peak. The Lord is worried about you building a foundation. Right. So in the kingdom is yes, I am the lowest, but the reason why you're the lowest is because you have to be the strongest. The lowest are the biggest. He right. says if you want to be the if you want to be the strongest or the the most uh, like a, if you want to be high ranked in the kingdom, you need to know how to be low. Which means your foundation needs to be strong. Right. You have to know how to let people build on you. Yeah. And that's the thing. People don't want to get. People want to. People want to be the pinnacle of the building. Yeah. But no one wants to be the foundation. You see, when we say that, I'm getting the image of true discipleship. Doesn't only look like me. Um, stand. It's not true discipleship. Is not me standing on your back. You know what I'm saying? Discipleship actually looks like this. Like yes, yes. I'm I'm now linking with you We're because linking. as yes. a, but 
my first link might have been to <laughs> my the person who was discipling me and so on so on so on and at yes. least back to Christ. So now when I exactly. am, when I'm established in that, yeah. I yeah, become yeah. a part of the firm foundation. Right. So now now I am the foundation mm. because I'm founded in the rug. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is the whole rest of our life is going to be built off of that established what we established there. That's good. Let's watch this, bro. Have you noticed that when Jesus said, right, in, in Matthew 28, he doesn't say, um, in verse 19, he doesn't say, go, therefore, and make disciples for me or make disciples of me or make disciples of Jesus he says go make disciples they're your disciples but also I'm like yeah Jesus but you know it's not about me you know we have, you know, it's like you always go back to like Lord it's all about you he's like yeah I know somebody who's prideful and is insecure about their position mm-hmm. will not try to give you that type of access see but no, but listen, let me ask this out, right? Go and make disciples of all nations. He knows that in order for you to make disciples that are actual, actual disciples, right? To make real disciples, like firm disciples, you need to look like him. Yeah. So those disciples are going to look like him too. Right. But the reason why I say it is because somebody who's insecure about their position is not going to say, go make disciples. They're going to want to try to specify, hey, but they have to look like me, though. Right. But there's a thing, right? In verse 18, when it's somebody who's insecure about their authority doesn't have that issue. Who, like, has the issue of trying to, like, prove things. Mm. But Jesus says in verse 18, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Mm. Go, therefore, make disciples. Mm. I know. I know that. I know. I know that. I know that it might people might take it as if oh yeah I'm gonna make disciples for me, but let's be honest you're not gonna make you're not gonna make real disciples that are actually gonna one honor you, you're not gonna make disciples that are one that are gonna be obedient, you're not gonna make disciples that are gonna be firm, you're not gonna make disciples that are actually gonna go make other disciples if they don't look like me and if you don't look like me. And that's discipleship one on one. We need to understand that yes. Yeah, you know, come serve the Lord. Like, okay, yeah. But the way that they're going to serve the Lord is the way, how do you serve the Lord? Right. You see, and I'm, I'm glad you say that because there's no avoiding fruit. Oh, yeah. Like, the people around you, they're going to eat the fruit that you have. So, like, when you're talking about somebody who's insecure in the position that they're in, uh-huh. uh, they're going to disciple it just won't be healthy. No. You're gonna you're gonna create other people who are insecure about the position that they're in, and now you can kind of create a toxic environment. Because when I'm not secure secure in what God has placed me in, or I'm just not secure in where I'm at in my life, now I start to covet. So now now I'm in a position where I am envying this person or. I feel like, oh, this isn't fair. Like, how does this person have all this in their life? And 
thinking from that creates a, a process where you just start you can either self-sabotage or you're going to try to sabotage that person but here's the scary part bro is the moment you fall into covet and envy the bible says that covetedness is idolatry mm. so now you're discipling you're discipling you like you said like they make disciples those people make disciples but yeah. now they're making disciples on a foundation of idolatry I, instead of having Christ being the foundation. You know why I feel like I feel that because I think if you're if you're leading out of a place of insecurity, it's because there's pride. Yeah, because now you want you your biggest focus is for people to listen listen to you. Right, like you have like your biggest focus is for people to like oh I'm your I'm your I'm your leader and you need to listen to me. Right, but in reality, Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't obligate anybody to do anything. Jesus didn't force nobody. He literally said, hey, you, uh, come here, follow me. And then when they were like, yo, uh, your preachings are kind of tough. People are walking out. He's like, oh, if you want to leave, like, yes, bye. Jesus is not walking around trying to prove to people, oh, you need me. No. But when you when you try to disciple out of a, when you don't know the purpose of the Lord in your life, and you don't know the Lord, period, you start to disciple from a position of trying to control people mm. and trying to say, hey, you have to do what I say. Like, like that's one thing that I um, I learned before even becoming a young adult pastor. Because now, like, you're doing it for, you know, for the time I've been doing it. And also, I've led in other churches and I've led in other places. And it's like, what I've learned is you need to be secure in the Lord Obviously, yes. Be secure in your gift, which yeah. is important. You need to be insecure in your gift. If you know that you have to be a speaker, study your like study your craft. Don't try to just wing it. Yeah, practice your stuff, but also your foundation and your security needs to be found in Him. Mm-hmm. Because when the foundation gets shaken, His foundation never crumbles. Mm. So when someone when someone tries to question your discipleship, and they try to question your belief, you know that your belief is in Him. In his word So now When I'm trying to teach Out of a place of ignorance Or a place of dis- Or a place of insecurity You're gonna see me Right And I'm trying to make you Look like me Right So then what happens is When they try to make others Make other disciples They're trying to make Other disciples look, look like, like me No they're trying to make Oh no like Exactly them. like yeah. them So now The whole thing Remember this chain That we were talking about Right You broke the chain Right Cause now you have people Making disciples To look like them so now instead of having all authority being given to him in from in heaven and in earth, now you're trying you're trying to say like, oh yeah, like you gotta do what I say. You know Avatar? Like Avatar the last, the last airbender. airbender? Bro, that's what, that's what I'm seeing right now. Where it's like it's supposed to be like from Christ mm. and him sending the Holy Spirit to us. Like, you know when like when he would go into the Avatar state? <laughs> and it would flash back all the avatars. That's and tough. And it would be like. <laughs> 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 That's how I'm imagine. We're supposed to look like that. Like, it's the same like avatar spirit. Oh, I'm the same spirit. Not like <laughs> Avatar Aang, like floating around. Like, no, no. But, but, like, but the, the same, same spirit, spirit. Okay. is the thing that's leading us. Yeah. That even when in a moment, right? I forgot on that. You know, you know in, in a moment, in a moment where, in, in my own strength, yeah, 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 I couldn't handle it. 
but the Holy Spirit can come through. Or there'd be somebody come I need on. to speak to come or on. speak into something. And I, in my own strength, don't yes. have it. But with the Holy Spirit, yes. that channeling through me would be able to thing, speak. Right? So this is the thing. This is the thing. It's like the verse. It's like the verse that I just read. I'm gonna pull it up one more time. Right? Fourteen. Because it says, "But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God." Yeah. This is about. Remember, remember how I said in the beginning, a non-believer cannot be discipled mm. because they just they don't have the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. So the thing is, is that the the, the one thing that I love. I love about God is that he's he, he's literally saving you the headache obviously people who are born again non-believers they're still gonna be hard-headed right but at least they have the spirit of the Lord right that's but this is the thing the reason why it's so important that I have to disciple you the, the thing that's important that you need to have the spirit of the Lord is because I'm supposed to be discipling you from that same spirit right so that it's gonna be his word Confirming itself in the same spirit that's inside of you. Right. So now you're gonna be able to remember the Holy Spirit's job. Teacher. The Holy Spirit's job is to is to form you into Christ. Yeah. Form you into Christ, but there's a process there. But the problem is, is that many people have the many Christians aren't born again. You know, I was actually just before I came here, I was talking to my cousin on the phone. And we're talking about in Jamaica and in because basically there's some a lot of stuff going on in like Haiti and DR right now. Yeah. And a lot of people obviously attribute it to the witch guys. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, Jamaica is getting violent like that. The thing is, Jamaican was a very Christian country. Yeah. But now as it's trying to be more Americanized, they're letting go of a lot of those roots and it's becoming a more violent place. And he's like, I don't get it because a lot of people there know of God. They know the gospel. Mm. But I was saying to him, you know, uh, just because you know the gospel and you can say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you could say it. But did you really confess it for real with your heart? And the thing is, in the Bible, it says that you can only truly confess that he's Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit will reveal to them it will lift the veil from their eyes a lot of people don't actually know that Christ is Lord they might kind of get the the history a little bit but they don't get it for real yeah wow. how am I supposed to disciple somebody by the spirit and to look like Christ when they don't even know that but now this is he's the thing, Lord because you have to go through the first thing Teach, telling someone that Christ is Lord and Savior is evangelism yes so that's the good news. So for those people, we have to evangelize them and tell them, hey, listen, once they receive that Lord and Savior, yeah. now is let me teach you how to look like him. Mm. Not just let me teach you more about just him. Like, yeah, along the way, you learn more about him. Yeah. But you're learning more about him in the sense of, okay, now I have to, I have to do this because this is what he did. Or I have to do this because this is what he's calling me to do. So like the crazy thing is, is right a disciple maker there is a there is a like there is a a, a birthing pain mm. in being a disciple maker which is why uh, Paul calls Timothy his son yeah his spiritual son you you are literally there's a birthing pain in that which mm. is why when you have true disciples 
when you're making true disciples and they stray from the ways of the Lord or they they stray away from the teachings you've given them, which are literally from the word. Yeah. It bothers you as a, as a father or as a mother. Yeah. Because you're literally raising them in the spirit. Mm. So now there's the thing, right? Paul says, oh, wow. Paul says in Galatians chapter four, verse 19, he says, my little children for whom I labor and birth again until Christ is formed in you. Wow. That's discipleship. Wow. Discipleship is a disciple maker is supposed to labor until Christ is formed in their disciple. That's crazy. So now the disciple has to have to go through the same process Ooh. to make another one. Right. Because we're supposed to reproduce Christ. Aye. Discipleship is the reproduction of Christ. Yeah. This is an assembly line oh. of just making a bunch of Christ. <laughs> so this is the thing. I gave I had this revelation a while ago. That is crazy. Adam God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, right? He told the man and he told the bride, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Christ is the second Adam. Mm -hmm. And the spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, and we are the bride, we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. It says, fill the earth. Yeah. Be fruitful and multiply. Paul talks about the fruits of the spirit, which is love. Yep. And then the multiplication is we're supposed to reproduce Christ. That's good. We're supposed to fill the earth mm -hmm. with people who look like him. Yeah. So when he comes back, when he comes back for the people that look like him, that's the, that the and this is the thing, the Bible says that is, is the mark of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The mark of the Holy Spirit is this one that looks like Christ. Mm -hmm. This one looks like Christ. This one looks like Christ because we're in Christ. But the thing is, is as a, a disciple is in a labor, according to the word, to see Christ formed in the disciple. Paul was talking to the Galatians. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm working hard to make sure that, I, that that Christ can be formed in you. Not just that you know him, but that you can look like him. That's so good. But there's there's labor pains. That's why it's hard. That's why you, you be feeling like, like, yo, this man got a hard head, son. Like, yo, this kid's wilding out right now. Like, oh, she's wilding out. She doesn't want to listen. Like, the reason why is because there is labor pains. Because you're parenting. <laughs> like, essentially, you're parenting in the spirit. You're literally teaching the ways of the Lord. But you're also teaching them so they can teach others. When you were talking about you give me this like a really cool visual because we're reborn. Yes, yeah. Like you have to be reborn. You know when you when you fully understand the the revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord, you are reborn. So they're again they're obviously they're babies. Yeah, my job is to raise them up. I have to feed them, and yeah. I, I feed them, and I watch them grow into a toddler, and I I continue <coughs> to feed them and and steer them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Literally, from childhood again, yeah, just crazy. The thing is, is, is Paul talks about weaning. Hmm. When a mother weans a child, it's probably one of the most difficult stages. Yeah, because it's because the child doesn't want solid food. No, he wants the milk still. Yeah. So there's a process of weaning that that uh, Paul talks about with with disciples. 
you need to know how to win your children. Oh, man. And disciples, this is the problem with a lot of disciple makers is that we get frustrated sometimes that they don't want to receive the solid food. Bro. And what happens is we just, we get just comfortable with the fact that they just want milk. So that's why there's a lot of ministers that their church has mad people, but there's no spiritual depth. Grown men still drinking milk. Exactly. Like you have, there's churches, there's, there's youth ministries, there's all these things where like, for example, bro, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the, you know, like the game night and maybe the pizza oh, yeah. joint and that's fine. Love community. I love the community. I love like fellowship and all that. So that's fine. But if there's no discipleship, if there's no discipleship on these young men, young women, and they're still trying to battle with, Oh, I have to love my neighbor. And they're still battling with, with all oh, like I have to know how to forgive. Yeah. Like that's fine, and those are hard things. But that's still milk, though. If they, if there's no discipleship, and we're putting people in that setting, uh-huh. it's no different. But this, it, but this it, is the scary part, bro. We also got to think about the same way that they're growing in the spirit. They're actually growing in real life. Exactly. So, so if I'm never discipling you, they're gonna. If I'm never discipling the young adult, that young adult's gonna become an adult. Exactly. And they're going to live the rest of their life just sitting in a pew. But this is the thing. It's worse than just them sitting. They're going to be sinning. Yeah. So they're going to be communion, communi- like getting together in uh, these uh, holy, righteous spaces. And then they're going to yes, l- link up with that same girl that they were just talking to. At the at the pizza party, and yes, yeah, and they gonna she's be smashing. Same, she's the same girl from church, yo. They gonna be smashing, clapping, thinking that. Yo 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 yo. I know it's graphic, but if you piping after church, hey yo. Nah 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 nah. I'm just being real, because the reason there are the reason why I say that is because I was in that space. I was in the space where. I was in a space where the where I was I was bro I was in church, ministering whatever, bro, and then I would just go and just do whatever, whether it be smoking, whether it be drinking, whatever. But the thing is, I'm bro. I literally grew up in church, bro. Yeah, I grew up in church. I grew up in church, son. Yeah, like my bro, I was born in my aunt's church and she's a pastor. I moved to Jersey. I was in my uncle's church. And he's yeah. our apostle, and I was in history for like a couple months, and then. And then, like, I've been in my grandma's church ever since. Bro, I, I had probably one year that I kind of, like, stopped going to church. Um, and then, you know, people would say, like, oh, when you stop going to church, you backslid. I'm like, bro, I've been backslid sitting in a pew. Listen, y'all. For y'all that say that backsliding is just stop going to church, I guarantee you that there's more than 10 people in your church that go every week that are backslidden. Going to church doesn't define anything. It's your relationship with Christ, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, those things. You cannot. The thing is that we think that people going to church is like, okay, they're saved because they show up. Bro, there's people that show up because they got a spirit of religion. There's people that show up because, or, you know, it's a routine. Like, oh, I've done this all my life. I bet you that demon don't care if they show up to church. Nah, bro. You think the devil cares about you raising your hand and yo, there's some demons. There's some demons that they'll let you they'll let you loose a little bit for you to raise your hands and sing and hallelujah. And they'll just wait for you to get home. 
Because they know when you get home, you'll be wilding out. They know that when you get that DM at 11.59 p.m., you're going to be... Oh, yeah. Right before midnight? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're going to be... You might respond. They're going to literally reply at back. 12.03. Replying back. Demon time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which that by itself explains right. everything. Oh, but... But the thing is, is that, but this is the thing. All these people that, like, these people that have done this, and me included, we all didn't have true discipleship. Yeah. So this is the problem, too. Then we have the older folk. Yeah, I thought I was just going to attack the young people. We have the older people that all they do is just point the finger. Mm. Or like, oh, but you're in sin. Oh, but this! <laughs> wow, wow! But then, but then I'm looking at them now, and I'm like, yo! But the reason why, the reason why the young people don't want to show up to church no more, the reason why this is because you tell them that serving the Lord is coming to church mm. instead of making an actual disciple of them, so that they come to church because they know it's a mandate by God to not stop congregating because you need to congregate, you need community. I come here because I need community. But I'm also making disciples. Yeah. You see, I think it comes from a lack of discipleship on their part. All, because <laughs> Everything's a lack of discipleship. Because what we're looking at, that same person who's pointing out your sin, because they've been going to church for the past 40 years. Of 40, but 40 years of doing what, son? Sitting. 40 years, exactly. 40 so, years of doing nothing. So they can sit there and they know <coughs> what you're Sorry, supposed yeah. to do. But they don't know how to raise you up to do that thing. But no, but then they hit you with the... No, but when I was young... When I was young in church... When you was young at church, you couldn't pull up porn in five seconds on your phone. That's fact, son. When they were when they were back in the day, and they were in, in church, and at our age, the, the, the nearest thing to that was you literally had to have a cousin or somebody who had a, had a, had a, had a VCR tape... Or like a Playboy magazine, but now I can have my I can have my 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 ten year old cousin, but here he can just find it by the click of a button. This is a different generation, but the problem is is even when they were younger, especially all right. So I'm Pentecostal. Yeah. My 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 older people when they were young, they were more focused about. Jumping around and speaking in tongues and having retreats and having night watches and having services for five hours. Wow. And then, you know, that was the glory of God. Yeah. But I just want to tell y'all, the real glory of God is when you make a disciple. The real glory of God is when you when you're when you're leading somebody to look like Christ. That's the glory of God, because the glory of God is Christ. If I don't see him, there's no glory there. He's <laughs> I'm just saying, if if I don't see Christ, I'm sorry, there's no glory wow. there. Maybe there might be, yeah, like maybe there's, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is everywhere. So if I have the Spirit of the Lord in me, I have to walk in freedom. If if the presence of the Lord is everywhere, this is what I was telling the young adults yesterday, is the Bible says that the refreshing comes by the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And if the Spirit of the Lord is always with me, I always can tap into a refreshing mode mm-hmm. and never be burnt out. These are things that are in the Word of God. But the thing is, I have to have the Spirit of the Lord. 
but the spirit of the Lord is here to make me look like Christ. Yeah. So if I'm here just to use the Lord to just spike my dopamine so that I can feel good instead of having him convict me of my sin and show me where I'm wrong and show me how to be like Christ, but then also push me to teach others how to look like him too and then be on top of them to teach other people. Yeah. So then now the the most radical Christians the Christians who have the most pearls on their crown, the Christians who have the most precious stones on their crown, the Christians who have the big mansion waiting for them in the New Jerusalem are not the people that put in mad hours working at church. The people who are going to get the biggest reward in heaven are not the are not the, 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 the people who said, oh, yeah, I go to church six days a week. And then on the one day I don't go, you know, is my Sabbath. No, no, the, the, the people who are going to get the biggest reward in heaven are not going to be the people, yeah, you know, you know, I have my life, you know, but, you know, I, I make sure I make sure I go to the Bible study, though, and I make sure I go to the prayer service and I make sure I go to this service and that service and this service. And, you know, like, but, I'm, but then but then can I ask you how many people in the past five years have you not only led to Christ, but discipled? Yeah, bro, there's people that can use one hand. To count how many they've done in the past five years. Yeah. And that's impossible. It's impossible that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and you don't have a disciple. Wow. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. Literally impossible. Like, bro, Peter preached one message and 3,000 people came to Christ. You know what they did right after that? Discipled them. Because Jesus didn't tell Peter... Go to all nations and preach about me. He didn't say that. He said, go to all nations and make disciples. One thing is just, oh, you're going in the street. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, man. Yeah. You, you, you in the black jacket. Jesus that's, loves you. Jesus loves you. That's, yeah, that's, I, we just yelled all up in the mic. Oh, well. <laughs> but, but the one thing is doing that. And another thing is somebody actually watching you walk like Christ. Yeah. You lead them to Christ. And then say, hey, listen, bro. Um, I know it's a beautiful experience, but there's so much more. Because this is the thing. People like to receive Christ as their savior. Because, oh, because he saved my life. But he literally saved your life for you to give it up again. Discipleship is me teaching you how to carry your cross. Discipleship is me telling you, yeah, he saved you for you to lay your life down. That's what it is. It's a beautiful thing. Evangel this is the thing. So <clears throat> evangelism evangelism without discipleship is like Oh my god. Evangelism without discipleship is like Jesus without the cross. All the miracles, all the beauty, God is love, you're forgiven. But yes. no death. Evangelism is for you to tell others Christ came and died to give you eternal life. Discipleship is like, okay, yeah, the eternal life part, that's coming. But you got to die, though. Yeah. Because. All right. Now you received Christ. Yeah. 
you have the the gift of eternal life. Mm. But now I need to teach you how to live out this life. Yeah, yeah. Like, what does it mean to do the work now? What is it? How do I bring his kingdom here? The only way I was trying to pull up the scripture, I can't find it because I'm about to read through it. I don't have my highlights in there yet. Uh, he got a fresh Bible. Yeah. But that, the Bible's crazy. It it's when it talks about the new Jerusalem. It says that the glory of God, like the glory of God, is in the new Jerusalem. Yes, there's no sun. There's no sun and moon because the glory will illuminate it. And it says that the the new Jerusalem is his bride. And, you know, this is now where we get all the scriptures about the streets of gold and yeah, yeah, yeah. all of this. But mm-hmm. it's it's something about what Christ is representing there. Like, bringing his kingdom here, no matter what, there's no getting away with it, requires us to look like him. The new heaven, the new earth is him. You know what I'm saying? Does this make sense? It's him. When we when when I look like him on earth, I'm already the new Jerusalem. I'm already the new earth. When I disciple him, we now look like the new earth. Guess what? The new earth is Christ. The new Jerusalem is Christ. If I die, I'll win. If I lose it, I'm always with Christ, bro. The whole point is to look like him. This, like, right. Anytime we talk about something like this, anytime we just talk about the Bible, is always gonna be, you gotta look like Christ. Bro, the whole thing is, is looking like Christ. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing, bro. You were made to look like him. Like you were made exactly. You were made to look like him. I understand people say like, you know, I was created to worship you, and yeah. And yeah, that that's part of it, but the most important part is you 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 can't worship him if you don't look like him. You can't worship him if you don't know what he looks like, because the thing is, worship is obedience and sacrifice. He says, "If you love me, pick up your cross and follow me." We're over here saying, "Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful." Because but the thing is, we don't we don't even want to look like him. People are saying we were made to worship him. Yeah. Still don't know what worship is. Again, right. remember we talked about worship is obedience and sacrifice. It's obedience and sacrifice. Yeah. Because, again, me just doing what he told me is it's the worship. highest form of worship. Yes. Me modeling myself after yes. him is the highest form of worship. And, I'm bro- and the thing is, like I said, I'm a worshiper, man. I know. I know the power in... Exalting his name You're yes. a worshiper too bro Like when you sing About his greatness But now this is This is the key The reason why So much worship leaders bro Nowadays Are so focused on Trying to remove a room Right Is because they're not Busy trying to move his heart But you know why But the thing is Moving his heart You need to know his heart Yeah You need to know What moves his heart Right But it's by knowing him And since you know him You're already trying To look like him so now I'm Lord I know that there's nothing in me there's nothing in me that can let me even walk in the room right where you are 
only Christ yes. gave me access yes. to walk before your throne. Yes. So I can I can contemplate and gaze at your beauty. A lot of people use platforms to fill themselves up. Yeah. When you're supposed to use the platform to empty yourself out. Like if I'm up there, it's never me. It's not me. It can never be in my own strength. Bruh, your preaching is foolishness. Your teaching is foolishness. Your singing, your playing is foolishness. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that is going to make it have any sort of effect is the Spirit of God. And the only way that the Spirit of God could be moving through is if I empty myself. Yeah. Less of me. More of, more of you like if if it's me you'll know it's me you'll know it's me oh wow you're such a great singer great singer wow you're like wow man that that message was great brother <laughs> but what did it do to you had you? A good homiletics like what what is it what did this it really the thing, do bro, but you? this is another part the thing is that there's mad emotional pentecostal people in in, in listening right now there's mad there's a mad emotional people that don't don't do that. There's mad emotional people that they yes, you feel the Lord like your hairs get up and you start speaking in tongues. Let me tell you, you know when the Lord when the Holy Spirit touches you, you can never stay the same. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody go robo shata and leave and start cussing. Bruh. I can't tell you how many times <gasps> I've been in a service where the Lord just prophesied to you and the Holy Spirit is filling your mouth and all these things. And then now you're gossiping right after. But the thing is, when you have a true encounter with the Holy Spirit, you can never stay the same. The problem is in this day and age, people aren't so caught up in trying to have an encounter with Jesus because they're basing off their encounter of whatever they were taught. Yeah, they're basing off their knowledge of the Holy Spirit of what they were taught. A true disciple maker knows how to usher somebody in to have an encounter with the God that they're talking about. Yeah, because Moses knew God, and Moses also knew how to show Joshua who God was. Yeah, Jesus knew God, but Jesus also knew how to show his disciples. This is the God that you're serving. Yeah. But the problem is we have a bunch of disciple makers that just talk about the goodness of God and talk about the greatness of God, but don't know how to show God's power. You know, I heard a teacher say, they said, if you can't explain what you know simply, you don't understand it. Oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of people who oh know God. a lot and have experienced a lot, but they still don't understand it. So, yes, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. See, this is because off what you're saying, I know off of my own personal experience that you cannot have an encounter with the Holy Spirit and remain the same. But that does not mean you're a brand new person instantly. I received the Holy Spirit. I was speaking in tongues. I was praying differently. I was reading my Bible. I came to Christ and I knew I had to let go of things. But I was still in sin. I was still smoking weed. I was still having sex. I'm still doing all these things against God. But I was also in a process of being changed because the thing was, 
what I never had felt before was conviction about doing any of those things. Yeah. What I started to feel now was that, oh, snap, I should, like, actually probably not do this anymore. This (laughs) This is is grieving. But you know what's the the biggest difference, bro? The the biggest difference between, all right, before you knew the Lord, it was just, bro, it was uncontrollable, bro. I, I could do whatever I want. After you have an encounter with the Lord, Paul says, I can do whatever I want, but not everything is okay for me to go. Not everything's yeah. convenient for me. Yeah. Right? But watch this. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, you're going to have conviction, which is good because now that means you can be discipled. All right. It's really important Yeah Somebody to have the Holy Spirit Because yes Will you still wall out? You can still wall out And do whatever you want Yes But But The Holy Spirit's gonna be was, like No the Holy Spirit was whooping me Yes Actually Be like yo like, Hey what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> like, bro, so you're like Back then It was like I never had this issue And now it's like You know I mean I used to be nice at sinning Right But now it's just like <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying Like I used to be nice at this And dang I suck now Like Like what's going on no, For real Like I used I used to be nice at uh, You know At uh You know Just having 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 sex But uh Now uh, it's just like I don't I don't last that long I used to roll this joint In 2.5 <laughs> seconds But now it's just like Now it's, it's not working Five minutes Oh I I, bro, <laughs> I used to lie so easily But now like I'm stuttering All or, a like, second Or Or But here's the thing Now there's people that are so good at sinning that they don't have those issues, but the thing is, they'll do it, and then now the guilt and shame comes. It, right. And they're like, "Oh my God, what did I do? Yeah, what did I do? That was me." And and that's where I've been, and that's what got me back to the Lord because I was, I was like, like, "I was like, nah, 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 I can't, I can't be messing around. That ain't worth it. It's yo. not worth it." So I was just like, "Nah, I, I can't be playing around like that." But the thing is, is that that's an ingredient for you to get discipled. Right. That's good that, that you feel good. like that because yeah. all right, but the problem is that's the change. But this is the problem. There's no people wanting to make disciples. Mm. So now you have all these people that are getting the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And all the spiritual leaders are telling you, yeah, you just got to pray. Just how pray. Do, just pray and keep coming to church, Papa. How do I pray? Don't, don't, no, no, no. You just, you just, you just close your eyes and, and just, you know, just pray. But... And then, but look, look, look but how then, do I pray? But this is the problem. And then they go, then you go back and sin again. And then you feel the conviction. You come back, no, bro, you know. And they be like, yeah, bro, you know, you, it's because you missed the last service. It's because you missed the prayer, bro. It's because you missed a couple Saturdays or Sundays. Wait, so bro, all right, okay. Wait, and you're bro. like, no, nah, no. Nah, so now you're going to Saturdays, right? You're going to Saturday nights or Sunday mornings or whatever, because we got Saturday nights at my church. And all right, cool, cool, cool. And you have a couple good, like a couple good seasons and a couple weeks that you're good. And, and then you sin again. Wait. And then, but what happens is, since I'm not discipling you, you're not killing your flesh because you don't know how to kill your flesh. So what happens is, the more you sin, the number you get. Ah. So then, when we see people walk out of church and go backslide, you know whose fault that was. Let's stop saying that it's their fault. It's the because obviously, yes, their sin and all their decisions. But the leader who was in charge of discipling that person, mm-hmm. it's your fault. Which is why God says their blood is on your hands. Yeah. Because that was your job. If I'm your leader, 
and you're not producing anything. It's your fault. It's my fault. Now, I get it. Because Jesus discipled, and then we all got that one Judas. Right. I get it. But, but you still got to work, though. Yes. And the thing is, that's not to say that Jesus didn't disciple him. He discipled him. He did. Knowing he, he was Judas. Exactly. He discipled him. He discipled him the same way he discipled Peter. Like, But he knew. But the thing is, a real leader knows I, that one's going to be a headache. But I'm just going to keep giving him the thing until the Lord just does whatever he got to do. So you know what? But I, I can't have favoritism. A lot of churches replace discipleship with more church events, with more church activities. All right. Oh, just... We're going to have just, to hang up. Just come to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, well, and that's is, how you're going to get over your porn addiction. Yeah, but... If then, you're just here all the time... Yeah, but then you're going to be here every day for at least... You're going to be here every day for at least an hour and a half, but there's the rest of the day you can watch your porn thing. But what happens is, this is what happens, right? That's like me hitting you in the head, and you have a headache, and me just giving you a painkiller every day. So now I can sin, run back to church, and then now church becomes... Church becomes a safe haven where the Lord can forgive me. It's a so bandit. now, but the thing is, now I'm turning the church into a place where I can be healed when the Lord said, nor here nor there. So the church was not meant. The building, the place of congregating is not the main place where you can encounter the Lord. And that's there. not what it's for. That's meant for you guys to fellowship and pray, pray for one another. Wow. And to talk about strategies on how we're going to make these disciples better. That's what church was for. And if I have a church event every day, I'm not giving you. I'm literally just teaching you that this is salvation. That's the birth of idolatry of the church. That I'm here. is the spirit of religion. <laughs> oh, my God. Because now I'm thinking the thing that's saving me is the church. You know what? At home, yes, I, I have all these temptations. I, I'm, I'm dealing with all, all this sin. But when I get into the presence of the Lord. When I come I'm on Sunday the, morning and they're singing, pray. I don't feel any of those things. The Lord, I feel clean oh my soul. and pure. I can I can do Praise this all day forever. The Lord. Thank you. Oh my soul. Thank you. And then when Sunday service is over, damn. Monday's tomorrow. No, it'd be like five minutes after you scroll through Instagram. God. God. <laughs> damn. Alright, but this is the end. It'd be like that. With the <laughs> But the problem is, I told you I got that cough. But this is the, that's the issue, bro. The thing is that we've created church. Oh my god, the modern day church, and I'm gonna say the Westernized church because yeah. the East Side they they doing their they doing their job. Mm -hmm. But the West Side, the Western Hemisphere, we replaced discipleship with church events, and we did, we replaced discipleship with. Oh my God! Pastors, pastors don't want to show people how to disciple, so what they start with saying is, "Well, I'm the pastor. I don't have to disciple. Mm. That's your job." 
And that's why no one teaches us how to disciple mm. because their leader doesn't even know how to do it. Ain't that something? What's going on? That's how on I, the I, west side, bro. The reason why the reason why they keep putting like yo, this is another thing, right? What's going on with I understand we had an event called Revivals. It was not supposed to be a revival service. It was supposed for God to spark a revival. Yeah. Revival does not start in church. No. Revival doesn't happen in church. No. So we have all these services like revival services trying to have a revival, right. trying to provoke a revival. And we have this there's some people with this stupid I this stupid weird. theology that you can provoke a, a revival, that people can come together and worship God so hard that revival breaks out. That does not happen. But that's like me that's, saying that we're going to get together and we're going to sing unto the Lord. Yeah, and, and, and God's Spirit's going to pour out. And, and then, then all like, of a sudden, 50 people down the street are going to run into and just come into repentance. No, bro. Those 50 people that are waiting, they're waiting for you to go disciple them. Right. They're waiting for you to go. They're waiting. They, but you know what? But this is you know what's another reason, right? The other reason why you don't even have a disciple is because you're not even a spirit filled Christian. So when you say Jesus loves you, there's no change in their life anyway. So you got some weak evangelism. So you can't even get disciples. Ooh. We got people that don't have real prayer lives. The only prayer life that they have is the one and a half hour prayer service from church, and that's their prayer life. That's if they. <laughs> That's even the goal. Or if they're still awake. <laughs> they're there. If they're awake during the service. Which is it just be it, it just be bugging, bro. So that's what I'm saying. Like now it's like I was meditating in the presence of the Lord. I'm like, bro, you were snoring I, for I the was, for like the first I was forty minutes. Meditating. Wow. Like, oh my God. One thing <laughs> I one thing I'd be getting me mad is that is when I hear the church saying, Oh, the church God God wants to send a revival and, and if God wants to send a revival, we need to start praying more and fasting more. And we have to have more retreats and we need to start because the Lord is gonna pour out in the church and no. gotta no he's you need not, to go son. outside. You need to start going to your prayer closet, pray, and for God to send you the blueprints and the strategies, because God doesn't send playbooks, he sends plans. Yeah. You need that Holy Spirit he's boldness. Sending, he's sending you strategies, but also, the yes, the Holy Spirit is filling you with boldness. And in the secret place is where the Lord will reward you in public. Mm. You're going to church, to a building, for an hour to try to catch up on an intimacy. To catch up on an intimacy. Bro, I, I always tell the young adults this. I'm like, imagine me and my wife that... I'm literally I only see I only have intimacy with my wife for, for 20 minutes once a week but I rather ha but throughout the week I'm having intimacy with so many other things and that's what a lot of people are doing a lot of people are not having intimacy with him so since they're not having intimacy with him they're not even spirit filled they don't have the they don't have the strategy they don't have power yeah. so that's why we have some whack whack super freaking whack evangelism bro i be getting mad when it because the thing is i be when they be telling me oh yeah we need a mic and a and a and a speaker let's go on the corner and just shout that jesus is king i'm like son you are the wackest person i've ever seen in my life oh my god i'm so serious i don't care i really don't care because we have all these people having services outside with bad sound, bad musicians, and bad singing, and 
and all the ladies are wearing their skirts and they're trying to show, oh yeah, that we're we're different. Yeah, and no one's coming to Christ because none of y'all are spirit filled. Mm. But then, those are the same people that get mad when a guy that maybe he has tats and he has a hoodie and some ripped jeans, but all his boys are in his house while he's preaching to them. So you're trying to, but then, so that's the thing. So first of all, you don't even have intimacy with him. And then you're trying to judge me on how I dress or how I want to do things. When I'm having intimacy with the Lord and he's telling me, I want you to be you, but I'm going to be me. I'm going to use you the way you dress, the way you talk. Obviously, the Lord is transforming me, but he also created you that way for a reason. He didn't take Moses' stutter away, yo. I just want to let you guys know that. Mm. Jesus, Moses said, I have a stutter. He said, all right, I'm going to take your stutter away. He said, no, go and talk with your stutter. Moses already had the, the staff in his hand. Yeah. And God said, what do you have in your hand? Use what you have. Yeah. So, uh, you're, but God. the thing is, he had a conversation with God. I want you he to was, be you, but I'm going to be me. Bro, come on. Moses God. was in his, in his presence. And he was able to have a conversation. Yeah. And God said, hey, what do you have? And, and there's, this, there's this back and forth. But the reason why you're trying to be like everyone else it's because you never step foot in the presence for to know what the Lord is trying to use with you. Yeah. So the thing is, now the evangelism is weak because we're trying to evangelize like it's in the eighties. We're posters saying that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Honk, honk your horn if you know that Jesus loves. Like, bro, what? <laughs> like, oh man, that doesn't that you're making us look like we're a like, bro. We're like, a we are an army. Yeah. We're a kingdom. We're not some some gay fan club. Like we're not some gay. Oh my goodness, I, we might get blocked. This but is this crazy. Is, but we're going crazy right now because the thing I'm just trying to get my point across is that weak evangelism causes a lack of discipleship. It is a misrepresentation of the kingdom. Yes, the kingdom doesn't hold posters saying Jesus loves you. No, Jesus loves you. Let me show you why he how he loves you. And the thing is. There's a reason why you need the gifts. There's a reason why you need all these things. That's another thing. Jesus is not going to beg you to follow him. He's just not doing that. No, he, that, doesn't, he doesn't care. If that's not to. the model. The model is, this is what it is. Now follow me. Hey, if that's not what you're rocking with, that's okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to go tell the next person. He said, he who has ears to hear, to hear, listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And walked away, bro. <laughs> Period. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't say, hey, man, are you, you sure you don't want to come? You sure? You sure you don't want to listen, learn about the kingdom? You sure? Come on, come I on. I think you really need some Jesus. Come on, come on. Come on, bro. Just one Sunday night, man. Just one Sunday night. <laughs> Just come to youth group, bro. Just once. Come on, bro. I'm telling you. I promise it's gonna change your life. It's gonna change. Come my, on, you sure? You sure? Gonna my whole he's life. gonna change your whole life. The one, the, the youth service. The one service. The my one whole life. The one youth service is gonna change your whole life, bro. 
I'll be there. The one Bible study is gonna <laughs> rock your gonna whole mind. It's gonna change everything. 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 Yo yo yo. Saturday night we have a we have a revival night, and I promise you're never gonna leave the same. Some of y'all be pushing the kingdom like you selling cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah. The 15 The 15 It's the Max. best Thing ever This the is the thing. latest And the greatest technology Like like, what, like uh, What's it called Like who, who used to say Fozzie oh. Like best things Is sliced bread Yeah Oh my goodness Be trying to be salesman This for is the, the kingdom. best deal Jesus was the worst salesman With the best product Yeah I got that from my boy Hector though That was the Hey Hector Love you Yeah But Hector said that joke Cause Hector's a salesman My yeah. boy Hector and he said, he said, Jesus was the worst salesman with the best product because he had eternal life, slapped it on the table and said, Hey, uh, I have this product. You want it? You want it? Yes or no? All right, cool. No. Okay. That's the yes. All right, cool. Burn. <laughs> Hardest turn and burn. Hey, this is a uh, turn of life, right? And turned around. And test your impulse. If you didn't follow him, cool. If you followed him, he's all right. Yeah. So while you're following me, um, there's that cross on the floor. So we gotta go. And and if you say, oh, I don't want to pick up that cross. All right. So that means you don't love me then. All right. Cool. Good talk. Jesus Ooh. was like that. He was like, oh, you love me. All right. Cool. Pick up that cross. Yeah. You oh, you love me. Follow my commandments. I thought it's not. Oh, I thought you said you wanted it. No, no. Come on. You sure? Like, no, no, no. Like, I'll give you a discount. <laughs> I'll give you a free entry ticket to heaven, man. I, I promise. Like, no, nah, he's like, no, nah, like, it, this is this, this what you signed up for. Yeah. But the thing is, when we give a misrepresentation of the kingdom and we try to show it like it's a, like a fan club or like it's a country club or it's a fun thing to just have fun and start, people start experiencing warfare because the Bible says... We were enemies of God. And now once we receive Christ, we become the enemy of Satan. Mm. And now the kingdom of darkness is in a wage war against you. That is a big thing. Can I say something unpopular? Say it, bro. It's not. Hear me. Hear me with this with. This is from the best place. And I love the Lord. Mm. But. Serving is not always fun. You know what I mean? I mean, there is joy. Of course. But there's not happiness, though. Jo- but <laughs> no, joy. I, I could be joyful and not be having fun. No. <laughs> I could have peace. No. And be suffering. You get me? The thing is, the Bible says that. He suffered in obedience. Yeah. Obedience is not always comfortable. No. And that's this kingdom. Yes. But there is a guarantee. A guarantee. Mm-hmm. Guarantee. Yeah. Eternal life is a guarantee. Yeah. If you if you're in him, he's not a no. Maybe you'll make it. He is guaranteeing. Guaranteeing that. Those who are in me, even if they die, will live. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. There's a guarantee. 
God is good. Yes, he is. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Now I went on a rampage. Look, sometimes we just gotta go crazy. You yeah. know, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk about this. No, it's definitely not. But um, but uh, yeah, it was. That's where we're at. This was the, t- the topic of the day. You have um any uh, practicals to just like, right, close so this off with? Practicals to be a maker, a disciple maker, is to be a disciple of him. Learn about him, but also get in that secret place. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't bring someone to a place that you've never been to. And I'll say this. If you are in a place where you're looking for leadership and you're looking for that discipleship and you're looking for that guidance, but you don't know what it looks like, it's that much more important that you read your Bible. Because when you see the character of God and you see the fruits of the Spirit, you'll be able to discern and see what a, a true leader, uh-huh. what a true kingdom builder looks like. Yeah. If God hasn't given you the vision just yet, you need to find the place that is carrying the vision. Uh. So now you can go and become a part of that so you can get the discipleship there. Yeah. You're not meant to be alone. You're not. Christ will disciple. He will he'll read. He'll train you up he'll just from reading up, his yeah. word. And prayer but, and all that stuff. But you need to be, we you need, need a place to connect to. We need community. Yes. Cause and that's something that I think for the next part we'll probably end up talking about. Yes, because it's, it's, it's this way. Yeah, we need to honor God vertically. Yeah. But the other part of the work is this way. Yeah. And horizontally for those who can't see. And you can't have a cross without that. Amen. Carry your cross. We love you. Get up. It's time to get up. Peace. See y'all next week.